Hi there, in my garden podcast today, I'm just going to focus on one packet of seeds at a time because otherwise my head will be spinning. I'm sounding a lot more expert, aren't I? Go on, say yes, yes, you are, Penny, you're sounding so expert. Blimey, it's warm. Let's get a window open. Greenhouse coming into its own. Oh my goodness, I've just looked around behind me and there's a massive delphinium. Where did you come from? And why haven't my cannas come back to life? I don't understand that. Oh, I remember last year actually, they were a little slow off the mark. I've never overwintered them though before. I've never had an opportunity to put them in the greenhouse over winter. But um, I'm intrigued as to see how they do. I thought the warm soil might start them off a bit earlier, but oh, you kind of get the staff. Get it? Never mind. <clears throat> so yeah, I think the delphiniums probably need to go out at some point. Yeah, looking nice. Right, okay, so we're not here to look and admire, are we? No, we're here to plant some seeds out. So I've got my seed station all set up, badly I have to say, and I've got my reading spectacles on because frankly, have you seen the small print on the back of the seed packets? It's tragically small, which is the opposite of what the general gardening market would require, which is a larger, slightly more standout print. Never mind. So what I'm doing is just having a little think about what I'm going to put into the seed trays. Now, it's the northwest of England. It's an unheated greenhouse. The conditions are not tropical. Let's not dress that up. So I'm going to have to germinate the seeds inside on the old windowsill but hopefully not for very long. Get them going and then I'll pop them out and then I'll be able to put them in the greenhouse to do... I'm going to use some gardening language I don't really understand. <clears throat> Harden off. I don't know if that's the right word or the right phrase. I'm not that bothered about flowers at the moment and what I do like is flowers which you can sow directly into the ground and then they just grow. Isn't that lovely? You chuck them in the ground and then they grow. I'm not a big fan of seedlings potting on, putting in the ground. It's just, I've <clears throat> got other things to do. So, oh, I have got seed overwhelm. And these are all the new seeds. You might remember from a previous episode that I mentioned the loving husband is like a feeder when it comes to all things gardening and brought me loads of seeds. Right, so we're making little piles of flowers versus veg. Rocket, cucumber, patio snacker. Cucumber burpless. Hmm. I think they've got that wrong. Burples. I don't know. Brussels sprouts. Hmm. Have to say they're very yummy. And leek. Now I'm thinking to winter time when I want to make leek and potato soup and have Brussels sprouts with my dinners on a cold Sunday night. So I'm looking ahead. Now, this is last year's tin of seeds, which oh, I don't... What's wrong with me? I don't feel inspired. I think it's just too much. I've got overwhelm. So, oh, <laughs> not planting that. I'm going to get a bin. I'm going to get a bin together. I'm going to put some, some crap seeds in. The tomato alicante, which prompted the tomato ER episode, where Delia, my mum, came over and helped me identify and diagnose just exactly what the problem was with the tomato is this very seed here, tomato alicante. So, wah, wah, in the bin you go. So, 
I'm just going to focus on one packet of seeds at a time because otherwise I'll, my head will be spinning. I'm easily spun, I have to say. And I'm going to go for tomato. Everyone's favourite. This variety is called Ailsa Craig. Ailsa Craig. Sounds like a 1980s sort of folk singer, doesn't it? And here's the number one track from Ailsa Craig. Oh, I was singing in the wind. Just a nice little salad, tomato. Excellent source of vitamin C and antioxidants, isn't it? So, so indoors between now and April, plant out between April and June. Dead easy, right? <laughs> well, I said that last year, didn't I? Okay, so seed tray. Lovely. I've gone for an open plan seed tray. Now, I had a bit of a compost crisis at the weekend when the compost bag that I had bought last year from, may I say, a bargain store environment, cheaply, and I don't know if that's got anything to do with that. I've never had this experience before. Opened it up, probably end of last year, left it open in the greenhouse. Might have been my fault, probably not the bargain people. Absolutely full of those tiny yellow orbs these tiny little pellets of yellow, which are slug eggs. If you ever see them, you might mistake them for perlite or some sort of like structural stuff. They're not, and they look they look man-made actually. They look like they're plastic, but they're yellow and they're little circles. What they're called? Spheres, tiny spheres. If you press them, <laughs> it's disgusting. It's like slug fetus being squirted out between your fingers it's quite rank to be honest so I've ejected that bag it was dangerous and I am worried actually all of my overwintering pots in the greenhouse canners delphiniums hostas have all got <laughs> a load of slugs in them basically ready to go so I have to look at that at the weekend so anyway back to the um seed tray just get some new fresh compost out I'm going to mix it with a tiny little bit of perlite because this compost is actually very wet. So the seedlings will... I need to double that up, actually. Sorry. <clears throat> the seedlings will struggle to find their way through anything that's too soggy. And do you know what? On this time last year, <clears throat> I'm sounding a lot more expert aren't I? Go on, say yes, yes, you are, Penny, you're sounding so expert. But even things like the word loam, so in a, so in a loamy, in a loamy soil, it's like, what does that mean? I've had to look up so much. I have, I've really learned a lot. And I know that seeds cannot germinate in very soggy soil or unloamy soil, which means it's got lots of gaps in it for the little baby roots to find their way through. So now I've mixed that, I'll bob that in there. It's quite interesting, isn't it, when you get to an anniversary of something. It's not the anniversary of the podcast. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be tweeting about that when it happens. Trust me. It's um, the anniversary, the one year on, since we were all put into lockdown nationally in the UK. 23rd of March. And here we are same week this time last year when I remember doing a video on Facebook um, 
And I, would, I looked like I'm in shock. I mean, I was still laughing and smiling through it, but I was admitting to the fact that every now and again, I just burst into tears, burst into tears, weep. I wasn't howling. I wasn't. I was in much more in control. But my goodness, the the thrill of it. And I say the thrill not in a kind of, oh, amazing, it was so wonderful way, but it was an exhilarating ride, a thrill, a shock, a, a world of weirdness opened up for so many people. It's just, well, you know, I'm sure we all hear this all the time, but words cannot sum it up really can't because there are so many different types of feelings around this topic as well aren't there um i've learned loads about myself i think that's been i've learned loads about myself <laughs> shall i pull myself together before we carry on i've learned loads about tomatoes I even learned that my husband doesn't like jam on a crumpet. You know, this little stuff. I look back at my diary over the last couple of years before this year of quiet. And I was around, going all around the country, trains, planes, automobiles. I was knackered. And so when lockdown came along, it really was a enforced rest. I'm so grateful to what it's taught me. Although that has been awful awful for so many people and it is shocking the way that a virus can have such an impact so i think the the difficulty over the winter time is not having your hobby maybe or your hobby being a little bit too similar to your work as in i.e in the house a bit housebound so it's absolutely wonderful to be able to grab a cup of tea sit outside in the early spring sunshine and reflect a little bit. I think it's really important to reflect and it's not something I ever had time to do before, <laughs> which is ace. And I like reflecting now. I don't, I'm not frightened of it. <clears throat> oh, what are these things? Oh, that's water out of my eyes. Oh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I'm rubbish at crying, I really am. I do a lot of it, but I don't like it. So, <clears throat> let's get these into the tray. I'm confused as to how many to put in, actually. Do I hold some back? Do I get a glut if I don't? Um, do you know what? I think little by little, we're just going to see how that goes. So I've put them in, put a little grid. I'm going to cover them up with a little tiny dusting of topsoil. Oh, hi, Casper. Oh, I need to get a chair in here for Casper with a little cushion on it so he can come and sit in the sun and uh, hog the greenhouse. So it's time for our guest gardener to find out what's happening in their garden. Hi, I'm Angie and I'm based in the UK in Essex. I've been preparing a piece of ground couple of meters by a couple of meters for some time now i've had it covered over with lots of cardboard compost and um, it's all broken down and it's weed free and i've just sown my seeds for my mini meadow 
I'm really hoping to attract lots of pollinators. It's going to be great fun and it's going to be really super duper for the garden. So I'm looking forward to that. And I guess also I have a pond and I don't ever have frogs visit my pond, but it is full of newts. And um, I do notice as I walk around my garden, look in the beds and borders, lots of empty snail shells. Uh, so I suspect that actually uh, my amazing newts are keeping the uh, slow and snail population down for me. So I guess you could say that I'm really working on some biodiversity here. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. That's brilliant. All sounds wonderful. Last episode, we had the brilliant Gabby Woodward tell us a little bit about seeds and the bit that she said that I really picked up on was that you don't you don't cover the seeds with a lot of soil pat that down a little bit gently everything gently kindly so that is satisfying and yes it has been an awfully difficult year for so many people but your little things you got to take the little things and planting some seeds even though I felt seed overwhelm at the beginning I now feel seed satisfaction with my tomatoes Ailsa Craig due to burst into wonderful life in a few weeks on the kitchen windowsill right then let's get to that kitchen 